0: Listen, it's true, isn't it? The conspiracy, it's true, isn't it? It's true, it's true, I know it is. I know it is, and you bloody certainly know it is.
1: (laughs) I'm recording, ready to start.
0: Okay, I'm ready to start. Okay. Should I start?
1: I haven't thought of anything for responding to you. No, I
0: don't care. If you'd like to help us with our podcast no, and we submit. know you've got something now, I eh?
1: Yeah.
0: Do you want to just not tell me that once I've already started? Okay. If you want to help us out with the podcast and we know that since you're quite a loyal crowd of folk um, that you probably would, then honestly I think the best way is not all of this social media nonsense. It's the tell a friend uh, method. Are you familiar with the tell a friend method, Ollie? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for those who aren't, I think it's the best way to go. Basically, you go and you because mention you're our podcast.
1: Source, well, you know, the listener is a trusted source. Well, We're not a, a trusted a friend, source. A friend is a trusted source. You know, they're a confidant. Uh, so why would you tell them something that isn't good? Like you know, a friend isn't going to tell you to listen to potentially 50, 60 hours of something that's just nonsense.
0: Precisely. They tell them to only listen to the best episodes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um so yeah, just go and let somebody know and and say, the Guys on Film Podcast is this great new podcast I've been listening to. Uh I when to say new, it's a year old, but to to them it's new. Yeah. And actually be pushy because the next time you see them you should say, uh, did you listen to that podcast? And when they tell you no, you should say something along the lines of Oh, you really should. The most recent episode, Dogs on Film, was really good.
1: Yeah, it was a really good one.
0: Yeah, it's really good. Um, If you want to stick to the more uh, socially acceptable methods of not talking to people and just doing things online, Mm -hmm. then you can go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film and message us there, or just go through some of the content that we put up, like it, share it. Agree with it. Agree with it. Uh, Or go on Instagram and Twitter where... on there as at GOF podcast. So that's kind of it. Okay. i mean, He's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys. We're having an absolute disaster. It's the Guys on Film Disaster Movies
1: podcast. Armageddon out of here. It's creative. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean.
0: My voice didn't say that. It was good actually.
1: Yeah, it was good. For something I literally interrupted you for as I thought about it. It was worth the interruption.
0: I feel like all of that's a sort of facade of how you thought about it earlier and wrote it down.
1: I didn't. I've <laughs> re- I have. I think I might have written some uh, thoughts down here. I might have one pre-written gag. Uh, let's see if you can. Let's see if you can find out which one it is. Uh, but what have we got coming up on today's show? Because it is a show. So
0: as well as one pre-written gag, we're going to do a deep dive today. On disaster movies, yeah, what might that entail, Ollie?
1: You've got your uh, Dante's Peak, you know, You've got your Armageddens. You've got your deep impacts. You know, you've your, got
0: your towering infernos.
1: Yeah, your towering infernos. So, you know, you got all those. We're going to talk about them. Um, you know, well up for it. Okay, well up for it. But
0: what's what's up first?
1: Uh, first, we've got some made-up disaster films that we're either going to green light or shit in the bin. So we we're, we're going to be smashing things together like. Uh, Sharknado. And we're going to see what we what we get. You know, if anybody that's listening
0: is is particularly um, lucrative as far as free time goes, they could go back through the past few podcasts and pick out all the things that we've shit in the bin, and then see if they can kind of turn them into an amalgam of something that's actually all right. Yeah,
1: because I'm
0: sure they could.
1: We can't. So there's
0: a there's a bunch of gold in that bin. Um, yeah. Along with a bunch of fecal matter. But anyway, let's move on with the show. Segi one?
1: Yeah, sure. Guys on Bill. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about Bill. It's the guys on not feel podcast for real. You know what guys talk about Bill. It's the guys on not feel podcast for real. Sure. So, uh Ian, Sharknado, Arachnidwake, yeah. you know, disaster movies that have been hybridized to take two things you know and make them into you know something well i mean i would actually say pretty unspectacular i mean it's obviously played for cheap thrills uh but we're, we're gonna we're gonna see if you know how easy it is to come up with that kind of nonsense uh okay and i think i might i, have I feel, feel like i've more.
0: really gotten the brief quite badly wrong now hmm. Because you're you're particularly going after the um, word combination sort
1: of thing, are you? A little bit, mostly just disaster films. So you know, we'll, okay, we'll that's fine. Can... I
0: think I think I'll be all right. Yeah.
1: Okay. Do you want me to go? first? You next? want to hit
0: me with yours first because you've got so many.
1: Okay. So the first one um, is actually a smash up of two films. So they make two films going to be making a a comeback at the same time uh, because both of these films were in competition with another very similar film when they came out. So this one is called Dante's Impact. Okay. So in this film, you've got Dante's Peak, which is a big volcano that's about to blow its load again. But this time the load is 4x bigger, 4x hotter. Yeah. But at the same time, 4x smellier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's got Pierce Brosnan, uh, Timothy Dalton, <laughs> Daniel Craig, and Craig Sean, Daniel Craig. And, Sean, and Sean Connery. So 4x the Bond. Okay. And at the very same time, there is a, a meteor headed right towards the volcano. Uh, okay. Which is to be honest, Ollie, this
0: tra- this trailer. Sorta of sounds like you don't need to go see the film because if, if the meteor is coming down to hit the volcano, it's just gonna plug the volcano and that'll be fine.
1: No, but that's where you're wrong. It's gonna you know like if you if you like push some sludge through like some concrete slabs. Hey kids, listen up, this is the science bit. Like through the cracks in the corners. It's just gonna like weave its way around the cracks and the corners and the and the gaps. So actually, the volcano would just spew out of its one hole in the middle, but when the, when the uh, meteor hits it, it pushes it down and, and it will send it through many manholes and, and lakes and all sorts of things. So it's actually going to push the lava in a, in a wider area. Uh,
0: sideways.
1: Sideways, yeah. It's going to really, really do a mad one. So what do you think to that one?
0: Maybe I, maybe I put you off with my idea there, but it sounded like you were really scrambling to work out how that would play out. Sideways. Lava. Sideways.
1: So what, you're, um, what I'm hearing from you is that this isn't getting green light lit any time soon.
0: No, I'd like to see how much of a mess it come out.
1: <laughs> Just turn up on the like, set with a script. Nobody's seen it. Sean Connery's yep. there, you know, no asking, how, asking how much more he's being paid for than the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: good. Um, who was in Deep Impact?
1: It was yeah. Pierce Brosnan. Oh no, sorry, that was um, Morgan. Dante's Morgan Peak. Freeman. So you got Morgan Freeman. Uh huh. He survived because he was. The oh, director, and Ro- the president. Robert Duvall. Yeah. yeah. He didn't yeah. survive. I think he got. You know. Tsunamied.
0: I think you referred to Dante's Peak as Dante's Inferno? Did early I? Early on. Yeah.
1: I'll t- uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say. Dante's Peak and then I'll edit it in if if I did get it wrong okay good okay cool. so what's your, what's your one
0: okay so here's my disaster movie idea um, this is the only one I kind of thought of to any real degree uh, it's called 40 seconds to meltdown
1: how long is the film
0: uh, an hour and a half Okay. It's actually it's it's got a pretty big three act structure. That's actually what makes it quite interesting. Okay. Um, and when I say interesting, I mean probably shit it in the bin. But okay. let's let's see how it goes. Um, so it centres around the 2014 GBBO incident.
1: Um, you feel familiar with GBBO? No. Why don't you film me in? Eh? I said, why don't you fill me in?
0: Well, it's. I thought you said, why don't you film, Ian?
1: <laughs> I mean, you know. Let's see. If we green light it, then you can film it.
0: Maybe I will film. Um, funnily enough, Ian, spelt my way, is is important to this. So, GBBO, that's the Great British Bake Off. Ah, okay. Uh, so, it centers around uh, the incident oh. where a bearded contestant called Ian okay. uh, had his baked Alaska removed from the freezer by a supervillain uh, called Diana, who's part of the Women's Institute. Um and basically, the movie starts, maybe the first 30 or 40 minutes are to do with Ian and his ambition to become a baker, yeah. his early life. And he's always um, panicking
1: about fridges and freezers.
0: He, he's always had some slight nervousness around whether or not his food will be served at the correct temperature, yeah. Um, especially in the, the school canteen, because yeah. you can never rely on, I mean, those school cooks, they're under a lot of pressure. They're not, they're not arsed about putting a thermometer in something. Okay. Um, So he was very uneasy around his classmates. Um, Then the next half hour is played out partly in real time um, and partly in slow motion. So that's basically when he gets on the show and uh, the big incident happens, uh, the emotional turmoil of basically the sabotage of his baked Alaska.
1: Oh, you're saying it was sabotage, are you?
0: Well, either way, it's sabotage. But here's the twist. Um, he get, he gets kicked from the show, and you kind of think that this must be the emotional peak. This is the big event. It's the
1: emotional out. Dante's peak.
0: Um, it's the emotional Dante's inferno. Um, the final half hour plays out, and it's a sort of true behind the scenes uh, of the disaster, which is not a disaster at all, uh, because it's all been a complex ploy by the producers. So they they realise that they made a mistake by kicking him from the show, but right. they stick to their guns and they force like Mel and Sue to tweet things about how it was his fault and it was only out the only out the freezer for forty seconds and all sorts and it all all kind of comes to a head. Where Maybe he Ian, can
1: have a, a Sully moment, you know, where Sully's in the in the courtroom. Still not in it. Oh, oh. I
0: think it's going I think the end of it's gonna be played out in a courtroom.
1: Yeah, well, in Sully, they do the uh, the simulator where basically these turds from the uh, aviation, you know, justice department, authority, whatever they are, you know, just
0: the Civil uh, Aviation Authority. You know,
1: they're not very. You know, they're they're the baddies, right? They're they're your Mal and Sue, um, and okay. they're they're basically sort of saying you could have landed the plane, no problem, but then. <laughs> Never no bother. And then they run the simulation and 10 out of 10 times they land the plane. No bother, right? Uh But what happens is, is that Sully or Tom Hanks or whatever you you want to call him, he says, yeah, but actually, remember, I'm a human and I have to run through some checks and make human decisions and think about all that stuff. And that might take me the best part of 40 seconds, given my training. So you need to add 40 seconds onto that. Simulation and now see if you can land it. And guess what?
0: It doesn't land. Oh,
1: fucking don't land it, do they? And and Hanks is there, like twitching his moustache, going, "Fuck soldier, yeah. told in innit?" So, <laughs> so is it that is that a sort of simulation where he's you know
0: he's that that type of thing? Yeah, it's basically a baked Alaska simulation. No, that sounds good. I'm, test-
1: I'm prepared to greenlight it.
0: They're testing the point at which disaster does strike for the base, baked Alaska, um, and whether or not Ian basically forced disaster upon himself by shitting it in the bin, shitting the Alaska in the bin, which is what he did. Yeah. But what they want to determine in, in the courtroom is whether or not he was preemptively shitting it in the bin uh-huh. or doing it because it was already fucked. Um. So they're, they're doing multiple ice cream-based simulations.
1: Okay. Yeah, I like and it. And
0: they've got the best ice cream scientists in the world in there. Um. And some of them will say enhance...
1: <laughs> right. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. And it will make the ice cream more 3D. Look, you've, you've 3D. already sold
1: it to me. You've already sold it to me. I'm on board.
0: <laughs> you're bored. You're actually bored now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Hit me with your number two and three.
1: <laughs> okay. So I actually floated this one on Twitter. Um, okay. It didn't get a lot of response, but I, I do think that that's because I just don't. If have this a lot has got
0: a nautical of- sinking theme, I like that you've already started with the word float.
1: It hasn't. Um, oh. So basically, this one's called Raining Men." Okay. Hi. Okay. So in this one, there's loads of planes transporting all of the failed cryogenically frozen men. You know, like Walt Disney and Michael Jackson and all those people that you know thought they could be frozen. So they're like, right, it's not working, and they're transporting like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of thousands of guys in this in these planes.
0: How many? I mean. Okay
1: And what happens is is that <laughs> Questions all, at the end <laughs> Yeah All at the same time The cargo doors open It's sabotage Right okay. It's sabotage Cargo doors open
0: Is it Diana from the Women's Institute Sabotage this it might, as well? it might be She doesn't like I mean, things that over, get frozen It
1: is over Glasgow um, So all of the men Fall out of the plane All at the same time And In Glasgow City Centre It just starts Pissing it down with men <laughs> so everyone's like running out of the way because like guys are just like shattering on the floor like ksh, or like splam, oh. so like you know it's like proper hard rain but it's yeah. it's actual like men so it's raining men
0: I I kind of thought maybe the men would start melting on the way down so you'd uh, also get some real rain
1: a little bit a bit of both you know A little. Bit you
0: just want to recreate the T-1000 shattering um, all over the place
1: yeah yeah, but they, you know, and they're taking people out. People are running for cover, but a bearded man just like, you know, smashes on, you know, going through cars, through buildings.
0: Okay. Um couple here, of questions. little,
1: Aldi. Nowhere Quite safe. Nowhere to run.
0: <laughs> no matter what nowhere. supermarket you shop in, you are fucked.
1: <laughs> nowhere to hide. Yeah. Okay. Questions. Um,
0: one. One quick question. Um, so at what point do they decide it's not working? <laughs> like, have they tried to resuscitate one of them?
1: They've tried to resuscitate many of them, um, yeah. and they're basically just saying, look, it's, it's taking too much electricity to, you know, keep these keep guys them on broke. ice, keep them, keep them on ice, so, uh, but then that, you know, that guy who owns Tesla, he's like, I tell you what, I've got a massive battery, solar-powered, right? If you can get them all over here, they can they can live in this you know can freeze on there and it'll be free because it's sunny no problems so that's why they're being transported uh, you know to sort of you okay know,
0: that f- was my second question is why are they being moved anywhere
1: yeah because you know it's, it's just costing too much money to keep you know you know the electricity grid just keeps shutting down and everyone's like, oh for fuck's sake
0: these frozen cunts are off their head
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and like, but- they're not, not going to bloody get you know brought back to life they're dead. So
0: so one one other question then. So if it's Tesla that's suggested that he can look after these um, people and keep them keep them frozen, yeah. Um, I actually have a bunch of questions, oh. but the, they're predominantly people from the US that you've mentioned, so Michael Jackson, etc. Yeah.
1: Walt Disney.
0: Uh, Walt Disney. Why are they being transported over Glasgow in order to get to budget, Tesla? Budget re, budget reasons. <laughs> from the west coast of America. Walt Disney is transported to the west coast of America <laughs> via one hundred thousand feet above Glasgow,
1: yeah yeah, just budget, budgetary reasons yeah,
0: okay, um fine uh also why are, why are there no there's Tesla against their women being transported
1: it just doesn't work with the with the title of the film,
0: ah I see, yeah, I thought that might be the case, I thought you might have a great shit answer for that as well but that's nice and honest of you alright I'm going to green light that, I want to see it
1: ok, uh, my final one and you can just you can just like, you know, shit it in the bin straight away or, or green light it um, is quicksand in Coventry shit it in the bin ok, fine
0: can you help me with one more?
1: dandageddon
0: what? elaborate a tiny bit
1: do you know what a dander is? No. Okay, so on a cat, the, the dander is like the kind of, the, the, the dead skin. Off Two its... knees, shitter in the bin. Yeah, but that's the thing that makes people allergic to cats. So a big <sighs> okay. wind blows in across the Dandruff. Hole, yeah, like dandruff. And it makes everyone allergic and everyone's just going around with the sniffles and like just snot everywhere. <laughs>
0: So it's more about the prevalence of snot than it is dander.
1: Yeah. Well ultimately that is the that becomes the may, the main threat.
0: I'll tell you what, you could um you could get this greenlit by uh, head and Shoulders, because they could have their like head of technology come in and save the day at the end of it. Or um, and they could look at the heroes. The people that
1: make anti allergy tablets.
0: I mean I'm still shitting that in a bit it sounds okay, That's fine.
1: Do you wanna do life scores? Live score. Yeah now are you live score I'm fine thank you live score out of ten live score Pro- probably like a, a four Ian how's your life so far so good what the whole your whole life I mean is yeah that... okay yep yeah.
0: it's pretty good die
1: right okay <laughs>
0: Um, this week in particular I've had a few things that have been that will reside in the downer category Um, so I've been really busy in work in particular Wednesday and Thursday
1: we get it uh, mate
0: full nightmare though
1: I know but everyone listening is just like we're busy as well I know but having a mad shit one (laughs) yeah but everyone has mad shit ones stop banging on about it alright fine
0: are you shitting that in the bed
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, number two, and this is probably something that will resonate as well. I'm having a shit one with my iPhone.
1: Mm. Okay. It
0: just turns itself off all the time. We're in, We're in grave danger at this point of the podcast ending just because my phone will turn itself off. Okay. Um, and that's the method that you and I get in touch with one another. Yeah, that's and true. And I can't back it up. It's just becoming unresponsive at times. So, I mean, I might mention this a couple more times in the podcast, but basically I'd like to say that I'm really sad and I'm I'm really unhappy with Apple.
1: And you're thinking about moving to the other side.
0: The the Google phone. Yeah. google phone Yeah. I might get a Google Pixel, yeah. And they, I mean, if they were paying us for sponsorship, then we wouldn't be talking about this, but um, they're not... No, they're, they're not. not. It's just an honest change that I'm thinking of making. Uh, I've also still... Remember I told you about that knee issue
1: that I had? Uh, I
0: smashed it in Oslo.
1: Oh, yeah. That's right, yeah.
0: Yeah, it still feels funny, so I might go to the doctors about that.
1: Okay, yeah. maybe you know you have they've a, got that. When you have a day off work as well? Mm, don't need it. I know
0: how don't much you
1: love, your, you love your days off
0: work. I don't need a day off work.
1: I don't know, I mean, have you got the sniffles or...
0: No, I'm fine.
1: No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm fine.
0: Um, but have you heard about that new NHS app? So you don't have to go to the doctor, you don't have to waste any doctor time, you just get in touch with them and there's a doctor on the other end of the phone. No. <laughs> they can look, yeah, they can just look at your ailment for you and tell you whether you do really need to go to the doctor. <laughs>
1: Oh my god! <laughs> what what does that mean? I don't know. Like, over? maybe I'll edit it out. But
0: are you are you implying that there's some sense, sense of sexuality to that?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm implying. Yeah,
0: yeah. I just um, I was del- because my phone's in such a but terrible what would state. Happen, was-
1: what would happen? though if if you did have like you know like a sore bum or something and you, and you and you, ph- and you phoned the app and you know and they were like What's up? And you're like, ah, oh, my bum really hurts. Like <laughs> Me arsehole, and it's it's really bad. Like it, it's it, my piles. And then he's like, oh, Have you got a front-facing well, camera?
0: What What's worrying about that more is when your phone's hacked during the appointment <laughs> and somebody <laughs> records you opening up your cheeks.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow! because well, hey, you do wow. have W W and W tattooed on each cheek. <laughs> um, I, would, I mean, on.
0: you've you've moved straight to toilet humour and sexuality there, but I was uh, because my phone is so fucked. I was going through old images and screenshots are particularly uh, big files that I was deleting off, and one of the things was you having a real gripe about sausage party and how. Uh, they were making jokes about how sausages were phallic and you were like oh right we all get it they're like willies <laughs> rubbish I know, but says you you do a podcast where you just make sex and bum jokes okay
1: that's fine
0: okay okay uh, right so really quick one um, I've had a month without uh, animal eating okay so I went for a roast dinner today and had beef
1: oh how was it
0: It was pretty good, actually, yeah. The rest of the roast dinner left a lot to be desired. There wasn't enough veg, but the beef was good. But now I'm back on no veg for a month again. Okay. Uh, Sorry, not no veg, no meat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Going the absolute opposite way.
0: Yeah, just all meat for a month. Quickly, I watched Elle on Netflix, the uh, Paul Verhoeven movie. Okay. It wasn't anywhere near as good as I thought it would be, and I'd quite like you to watch it because it's got... uh, more, I had no idea this was a part of it, but the main character is the head of a video games company, okay. Uh, and I just want to get your take on so
1: how unrealistic is their process exactly, right? Exactly, okay. all right. Well, let's yeah, do that, and we'll just next it's a time, real we'll,
0: nightmare. yeah. Let's deep dive on L. Um, and also suggest that the listeners go have a watch of L, and then we can all have a, a, a movie club next time during life scores to oh, kind of hear good. about that,
1: yeah. Let's do that. So, watch L E L L E,
0: yep. Yeah. Um final thing is I saw the death of Stalin last night Pete's already covered it it was really good though I liked it a lot okay it was funny was, it, uh, was so it very funny it was pretty funny it was okay. a bit dark as well but it, it wasn't as hilarious as some other Armandio Iannucci stuff but there was plenty of laughs in it um, and that's about it so I'm going to say I'm an 8 despite all the ailments and whatever what about
1: okay. you I'm, I think I'm back up to like a 6.5 I'm not ill anymore my throat is a little bit Still. I've Got a couple of um consumer gripes, which is normally your shit, but I am gonna go ahead and do it. I went for a, a sandwich yesterday with girlfriend of the podcast, Mandy. Um and she asked for some
0: ketchup. You know what, Mandy? You know what? Let's go let's go have a sandwich.
1: Yeah, so when I said Oh yeah, I'd
0: really like that. I'd really like to go for a sandwich. Thanks.
1: Fancy going for a sandwich, yeah sure, let's go for a sandwich. Uh and then she wanted some tomato ketchup with a sandwich. Now
0: Okay, stop. Why? <sighs>
1: Because it, it was a toasty, it was a cheese toasty. Uh,
0: okay, okay, mustard really. But let's go on.
1: let's just let's just plough on. Ploughman's, on. right? She had Heinz. Now, I know when someone puts a Heinz bottle in front of me from the hue of the red, I know whether that's Heinz or not. <laughs> this was not Heinz. It was too dark. It had a slight burgundy esque. Colour to it it's almost brown sauce mm. uh, and when and when Mandy had a bit, she had confirmed that it had been heavily watered down with vinegar okay and this was in quite a posh sandwichery, um, and I felt like complaining <laughs> sandwichery. would you have, would you have complained, or would you have just thought, fine
0: No, I mean if that's the type of grape that you've got? I think the only way that you're ever going to get anything done, and it's really not worth the effort, but I would, I would refer them to the trading standards people, because they're the ones that will go in and check all the bottles.
1: Okay, good point. So I should dub them in? Yeah, dob them in. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right. Second consumer gripe, which is my fault. So I was in Sainsbury's buying some stuff, and I bought it all. I bought, spent £5 of my uh, Nectar points. And then the moment I paid for it and and the transaction was complete, I looked up and there was a big poster on the wall saying that you can get double your points, but you have to do something first. So, and, and, you know, and basically I absolutely fucked it up and I could have had 10 pounds off instead of five. And you know what? I was a little bit annoyed about that.
0: It's your own fault, though, really. But were you thinking that maybe the person behind the till should have said to you, you know... Um,
1: Here's the thing. I used the self-service checkout. Oh, you bloody idiot. And here's the thing. Here's the other thing. It was Remembrance Sunday today. Well, it is Remembrance Sunday today. And when we were in there, it was at 11 o'clock and they had the two-minute silence. And everyone was silent. Everybody stopped and we all stopped and that's fine. Yeah? And the, the store just fell dead silent. It was really eerie. So everyone was paying their respects for two minutes apart from one person still in the self service scanning things through <laughs> and then basically like throughout this silence all you could hear was unexpected item in the bagging area. It was just like, mate.
0: But I know, mean, I've never observed something like that in public. And by the way, I don't mean me specifically choosing. You've just not never to. been just in that situation, yeah. I've never seen other people do it at eleven
1: o'clock on Remembrance Sunday. What do Especially you think? not in a supermarket. But what do you think like about that? What do you whatever. think about you know the machine breaking the silence? Well, it doesn't matter, does it? The machines will take over, and they won't care about the human dead. Okay, uh, so just two more quick things. It's it's friend of the podcast Ryan's birthday today. He's forty. Happy fortieth birthday, Ryan. And uh, on Whee! on Tuesday, it's daughter of the podcast Rosie's birthday. She's twelve. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, what's she going to do for her twelfth birthday? So we're going. We're, I'm going to take her out for some. Uh, an evening dinner somewhere. I, I thought you were going to say an evening with and then name a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so we're going to go we're going to go out for a nice dinner somewhere. Okay. Um I've got a question for you. It's two part. Are you ready for it? Just quick one. Okay. Okay, so Owen Wilson's a, a, around and he said that he wants to he would like to go to a festival because he'd never been to a festival before. Okay. And he's asking you specifically to go with him. So, okay. which one would you take him to? This is hot on the off- heels
0: of him sharing a bed with you <laughs> and the travellers.
1: Listen, Jeff, yeah, well, I can be. So, it, you know, you've got to think it's a whole weekend, Thursday evening till Monday morning. Mm-hmm. You're going to be at this festival. So, wh- where would you go? What would you do? What's your thinking? Well, it's not Bloodstock. No. And I think that's all you're really familiar with is Bloodstock. Ah, uh, download, and I've been to. Um... Ah,. You know, the the Coventry Godiva Festival. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay.
0: Well I I'd be suggesting something like Latitude Festival.
1: <sighs> What's that? Tell me about it.
0: It's really nice. It's great. Um Ollie, here's the thing. I've been to Download, I haven't been to Bloodstock. Okay. Um but I've I've seen my fair share of metal in my time. But I've also been to like Glastonbury and Secret Garden Party and Latitude and stuff like that. So I've i se- I've seen enough okay. of the other side, right? And I just feel like little Owen Wilson's going to enjoy how pleasant Latitude is. It's very,
1: very family-friendly.
0: Is he going to have
1: a lot of opportunities to be wowed by things?
0: Wow. Okay, well, you, we're going through the forest, and there's an amazing array of like, fairy-like lights through the forest, it's and it's wow. just this ethereal sort of... You can imagine him in an advert for like Vodafone or something like that, going, yeah. wow. Moments with people at a festival. Wow. Something okay. like that.
1: Yeah. So you're walking back at night to your tent uh, and Owen gets back to his tent and he's like, I'm not going to do the voice, but he says, Ian, you never guess what? I'm such an I'm such a flipping idiot. I forgot my sleeping bag. Yeah. So do you A, give him yours? Yeah. B, fall asleep before he can even ask? <laughs> Or C. No, no mate, i Yeah. Or C. Share the bag. Share the bag. Um, yeah, so you share the single sleeping bag.
0: Is there not a D that we can just stay up and hold hands and play guitar?
1: Uh, you can have a D if you want, but I mean, you, what you got to remember? He is can is have the D if he wants. He is giving you this information. <laughs> he's giving you this information on a Thursday evening. So, oh, so I've got a whole festival you've ahead. You've got of you. a whole festival ahead of you, so you've got to make a call.
0: Well, we can make plans to go get him a sleeping bag in the morning, it's but not here's possible
1: it's not possible.
0: Here... no it's possible. Adam. <laughs> Anything's possible. Okay. But here's the thing. Just tonight I've worn my sheepskin jacket for the first time this winter season. Right. So well when's I'm latitude say...
1: when's latitude festival?
0: that's summertime mate but right I'll then my...
1: well, you won't be taking it with you
0: I probably wouldn't be but let's just say I've got my sheepskin jacket and he can have that to sleep in
1: she's bending the, bend the rules but fine you know what
0: I probably have a double uh, I've got a double uh, sleeping bag anyway so you can jump in that no bother
1: okay. fine uh, deep dive
0: Certainly, as for Rowan Wilson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Fact>. <laughs> okay,
0: yeah, disaster movies. Oh, yeah. Disaster festival.
1: Yeah, so, yeah uh, well, depends on your your definition of disaster. Uh, so, we're <laughs> I've talking. I've had a
0: disaster in my pants. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, stop. We we're, we're talking about <laughs> disaster films. So what's your what's your kind of when I say it, Ian, what is a disaster film? What's your initial response? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I think this is probably the sixth or seventh one that you've recommended the topic for and then you've thrown the what, what describe a... <laughs> what it is over to me. What like, a in particular difficult...
1: <laughs> Difficult my, question like that. My
0: ill ill preparedness for the goth one <laughs> was particularly notable. Okay, um, well,
1: well, I'm throwing it your way again,
0: Ollie. It's when everything's going wrong, um, and and the odds seem insurmountable. Given, uh, I think I think in most cases when people talk about a disaster movie, they mean a natural disaster has occurred uh-huh. that's uh, impossible to avert without the what's the word. The the quick thinking and fast actions of some real stars. Um Yeah, like a team off. of scientists or you know, someone Or just that. mad heroes that have got all the skills. Um like the rock. You could really just do with a rock in most scenarios. But yeah. some of them are not uh they're not natural, they're human made disasters. So yeah. you've got Titanic, you've airplane. got Airplane. Airplane, you've got, you know
1: all Poseidon the rest Tur- advent- Poseidon adventure. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's a and mix of both up. because you've still got your your boat, but then it's still Elements. being attacked by a big wave. So all right,
0: you know. all right. Well, since you're picking holes, tell me what you think a disaster movie is all about.
1: I, I agree with you. That's that's what I think. Um, <sighs> okay. So where where do you want to start? Well, let's start with what what's your favourite disaster film.
0: I I've got a soft spot for. I'm
1: not but, I'm not interested in soft spots.
0: I like Volcano and Twister. Okay. But I'd probably say The Towering Inferno is probably my favourite. Do you think you could mix
1: Volk Twister like a Twister Kano? Twist Kano. Twist Kano. Yeah, there we go. You should have thought of that one. So I'm just going to give you the official synopsis for Twister. Um, Okay. Okay, official synopsis for Twister in three, two, one. The official synopsis. Bill and Joe Harding advanced storm chasers on the brink of divorce... So, one as another disaster must join together to create an advanced weather alert system by putting themselves in the crosshairs of extremely violent tornadoes. Uh, so, this is by uh, Jan or Jan de Bont. Ah, uh, de Bont. Or de Ah, <laughs> oh, Jan, he's full of de Bant. Uh, So, also, here's one thing about the like kind of 1990s. Um, Disaster films is that they always starred I'd say one person that you would consider to be like a really good actor or like an actor's actor, kind of thing. So okay. this one starred Philip Seymour Hoffman, who in his kind of later years, just started doing loads of arty things and was always in quite highbrow stuff. Mm. so I think that's a common theme well, that we'll start seeing a bit a bit more of.
0: Yeah, true. Throughout the podcast. But at, at the point at the point of time that you're talking about for Twister,
1: I don't think he was quite as esteemed as that though. He wasn't, no. But when you look back on all these, you can look through the cast, and there will be that one name that just goes, oh, okay. Uh, Who were the so main
0: players in this? So it was Bill Paxton.
1: Bill Paxton.
0: And who's who's Helen his Helen Hunt? Uh, okay, yeah, fine. Okay, yeah, you got the
1: okay. Philip Seymour Hoffman. So in this one I've, I've got some good facts here So this one's written by Michael Crichton And his wife And I reckon that was also wife so Crichton that, Because obviously Jurassic Park was such a massive hit That it was And Speed was such a massive hit
0: Was Speed Michael Crichton as
1: well? No, Speed was Jan de Bont
0: Okay Oh so, yeah, so they combined Writer and director
1: oh, Yes, yeah, so, I mean you've got You've got like You know It's like a, the best Monsters of Rock it's like a
0: whirlwind ever. of disaster movies. Yes, yeah,
1: like Jurassic Park, we like that one. Speed, we like that one. Well, you will like this one. This Twister. one. So do you, wanna, do you want some IMDb facts? These are quite good.
0: Can I, can I just mention, Ollie, that I, in my head, I always mix up, just because of the visual style and probably the types of things they're doing, they're like in trucks and driving about a lot and stuff. Um I always mix this up with uh, contact with Jodie Jody Foster. Um, th- that
1: sort of connection I, I doesn't having... really warrant a response from me.
0: No, you don't think that.
1: No. No. Can we can we move on from that? Uh, so I mean, because they're so wildly different.
0: They're not really. They're. they're very wildly
1: similar. different.
0: One space, one's Mad wind. I mean, how different is it really?
1: Twister was the first movie released on DVD and the last released on HDD DVD. Sorry, what? Twister was the first movie released on... Oh, you, you know what I mean. But how, how, that's, there you go. That's a good fact for you.
0: Have we, have we talked about this before? It, it, was, uh, it had a, a twisty thing on the disc, so when it spun, it looked like a twister.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, what, actually printed on the disc? Yeah. Well, how would you see that?
0: I don't know but it's a fact I've read somewhere
1: but you mean you would never see it unless you had like a glass topped DVD player yeah like or if you split it round on your finger like a fidget spinner
0: that's what they were all doing it was just ahead of its time
1: ah. um, so do want, we haven't had some sound effects uh, banter for a while so a recording of a camel's moan was slowed down and used as the sound of the tornado wow. 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 What do you reckon to that one?
0: Wow. Wow. Um it's pretty good. Like what is it what does a camel sound like at normal speed, Ollie?
1: <laughs>
0: okay, yeah, I can that works. I can imagine
1: that. Yeah, so then you slow that down like loads. I mean I might try and do that in the podcast. Right at the very end. Wait till the very end of the podcast, you're gonna hear it and okay. it, and it'll slow down loads and that'll be the the sound of the of the wind. Um I've got one more fact for you and this is a really nice fact. It's not often that we're, you know, heartwarming on this on this show. I mean some I don't know, are we do it's we much edged... more
0: often heartwarming.
1: Yeah, sh- warning. So after Bill Paxton died, Spotter Network, which is the, you know, the people that go chasing tornadoes and weather events uh, choreographed 200 storm chasers to spell out his initials BP with their GPS tracker blips on a radar display to honour him isn't that nice? That's
0: nice I have heard that before as well actually Uh,
1: so this this kind of tribute had only been done 5 times before and it was the first time it had ever been done for someone who wasn't a storm chaser and that's just probably because Bill Paxton just seemed like a really fucking great guy as well Um, I mean you didn't need to swear I did he he played a punk in Terminator he swore (laughs) okay cool I had no problem swearing Uh, what do you think about uh, Twister then I love it it's brilliant wow (laughs) it is really good me and the kids watch it loads we've watched that film so many times I think I think it's one of Eric's favourite films because he just loves all the mad destruction in it um Mm but he he did it did freak him out a bit it was a bit of a scary film because he didn't want he didn't want tornadoes to happen to him which is something that he did say and I was like we're in the UK it's fine so it was no problem and Rosie got really upset at the film not upset in a sad way but just angry at the film wow. uh, because of the cow being spanned around no. she didn't realize it was special effects at the time so
0: <laughs> you know One thing on uh, Twister. In Sex and Nudity on IMDb, it says Melissa Reeves on her cell phone talks about someone marrying his penis.
1: It's impossible.
0: Well, I'm just saying it's mentioned. That's all. It probably is impossible. Okay. A young girl's father is sucked into a tornado and killed. (laughs) By what? (laughs) 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 By by an awaiting masked murderer.
1: Uh. (laughs) That's good. Okay. I want to talk about Dante's Peak (laughs) slash Volcano. um, Because for for some
0: reason, there's loads of uses of the word penis in (laughs) Twister as well. I don't know why. Penis centric. Hey, Uh,
1: Twister kind of looks like a massive penis.
0: Okay. Sorry, Uh, carry on.
1: So, Dante's Peak and Volcano is the first of the kind of double bill of similarly themed disaster films that went head to head. Uh, In the in the same year, so the other was Armageddon and uh, Deep Impact. So this one's Dante's Peak. So we're going to talk about that one first. So official synopsis: The official synopsis. A volcanologist arrives at a countryside town recently named the second most desirable place to live in America, and discovers that the long dormant volcano, Dante's Peak may wake up at any moment. (laughs) I don't know why I found that funny. I think because I said volcano rather than volcano. Um, But also
0: Dante's peak may wake up at any second. Sounds like the tagline to a porno.
1: That's true. Uh, Maybe maybe if you
0: let Dubon um, direct this one, he would have made it into a sex film saying penis an awful lot of times.
1: Yeah. So this one stars Pierce Brosnan and Linda Hamilton. What do you reckon to that
0: one? I've never seen it. Um, but Linda Hamilton always gets my vote and Piers Brosnan as well. You should
1: watch it, it's, it's, it's good. It's a good one.
0: It's, uh, I don't think it's available um, on the, the things I use, but I'll have a look around. Certainly. Yeah. If, has it got your vote?
1: Yes, yeah, definitely got my vote. Um, so I've, I've got um, some IMDb swearing again. So this says it has one use of a mumbled fuck. So if you've got any guesses, I mean, I know you haven't seen it, but if you've got any guesses, what that might be,
0: um, like when the volcano pops
1: and who, what Pierce Brosnan is just like, fork,
0: <laughs> fucking cane eh? Um, yeah, something
1: like that. Just when it pops. Okay. yeah, Right. I've got, I've got one thing for you. So I'm just going to quickly. So you're not going to tell me. No, I don't know. It's okay. the game Ian. That's- you guess the, when the one the game
0: that you. cannot be won, given there's no game
1: master. We've so got a little bit of trivia for you. Okay, so Pierce Brosnan said in a press interview shortly after the film's release that he practiced shouting the line, "It's a pyroclastic cloud," in front of a mirror for six days prior to shooting the scene. Brosnan stated. It is the movie's key emotional scene, and I needed to get that enunciation just right. That's acting. Uh, and Ian, I've taken the liberty of finding that for you to have a listen to. So this is six days' worth of practice, in. Okay. Have a listen. It's a
0: pyroclastic
1: cloud. <laughs> I mean, you know. It's, it's
0: quite nondescript.
1: It's a pyroclastic cloud. Cloud. would you say wow. it gets the enunciation just right
0: not really no and actually i mean okay the enunciation's okay it's not hitting me at my emotional core okay. i think that was obviously his his target was my core
1: yeah okay so at the very same time volcano came out um starring tommy lee jones um, also had Don Cheadle in it I think Don Cheadle's a great actor as well uh, so official, do you. Oh, okay. official synopsis uh, a volcano erupts in downtown Los Angeles threatening to destroy the city I don't know it's verbally, <laughs> verbally threatening to
0: Oi mates, I'm gonna do you
1: <laughs> I'm gonna do your whole fucking tune
0: I'm gonna get you by the way
1: <laughs> uh, um, so can you remember what okay. the tagline for this one was?
0: Uh, LA <laughs> or or it said volcano and then LA lit up
1: no the there, L is actually, a. there is actually a tagline for it Okay, uh, I think you've told me it before but go on the coast is toast
0: yeah you have told me that before
1: it's rubbish did you, did you get that at home listeners oh brilliant well done
0: it's quite a rubbish tagline isn't it yeah I remember going to see this and Twister at the cinema. I went to see Volcano with my sister.
1: Okay. It was was alright. So there's there's some good uh, parents' guide in this one. So so this this is the violence and gore. I think this is great. Okay, so moderate. This is only moderate violence and gore. But it says, Because the film is documenting the uncontrollable events of destruction in nature, many people are killed. Examples are Stan jumping into the stream of lava... From the train car and sinking down into it as he dies. You remember that?
0: Yeah, I do. It's quite extreme.
1: The badly charred side of a public worker's face is shown after he is burned. Two firemen are swept away in a burning slash melting truck into a stream of lava. A woman falls in the crack of the earth during the earthquake. A teenage daughter's pants catch on fire, but her father quickly puts it out. A man gets stuck in the rubble and his partner stays by his side and they get blown up by the detonation of the building blowing up.
0: <laughs> it's quite good. It sounds like it's written by a child though, but yeah.
1: An injured man catches fire from the burning hose as the firefighters swing the ladder over to safety before putting the fire out.
0: You're saying it in a child's voice now. Well, I know
1: because it, it is written like a child. It is written like a child. Some of these depictions of death May appear frightening. Okay, only appear frightening, but they're not. So, what do you think of Volcano?
0: Um, Volcano. I like. I liked it actually. Yeah, I've rewatched it probably in the last year. It's Tommy Lee Jones, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, it's. It's pretty good, I think. What about you?
1: Yeah, I like it. Yeah.
0: I mean, some of the effects are pretty crap and he's not massively convincing as like a sort of, Because the thing is, like he was relatively old already by this point. Uh-huh. Um, so he's, he's definitely not pulling the stunts uh, like Dwayne Johnson is in San Andreas. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I liked it overall. I think okay. he was a believable character. I can't remember exactly. He's like a seismologist or something, was he? Yeah,
1: he's just guessing how big things were. So, anyway, moving on. So, we um, can't talk about these double builds without quickly going through Armageddon and Deep Impact. Do you have a preference between these two films?
0: Never really seen Deep Impact. I mean, I've seen have. Armageddon, right? Yeah, so I've seen Deep Impact, and what I would say about that is it's largely forgettable for me. Whereas, Armageddon, I don't think you can forget
1: because it's mad over the top and excellent. <laughs> I was so excited for this one when it came out. It was untrue. I was like... counting. It's untrue. I was counting the days. It was just like, ah, oh, when's it out? When's it out? I just... I mean, I think I was slightly disappointed because I'd built it up so much. But I still kind of like it to this day. Uh, so, I just, just quick, quickly. After discovering that an asteroid the size of Texas, which is a line in the film, uh, is going to impact Earth in less than a month, NASA recruits a misfit team of deep core drillers to save the planet great regarding the film's premise Ben Affleck asked director Michael Bay and I think mm. I've told you this one before uh, wouldn't it be easier for NASA to train astronauts how to drill rather than training drillers to be astronauts Bay told him to shut up <laughs> which is brilliant <laughs> do you like that fact
0: I mean it's alright yeah <laughs> I no, just, I can't, I can't get excited for Armageddon, I'm afraid, Ollie.
1: Armageddon excited myself.
0: Armageddon really annoyed with you now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, can I just, I just, I, I did have one that I've, I've put down here as mega fact. Okay. Right. So first one is Bruce Willis has said that he did not care for Michael Bay's directing style and he refuses to work with him again, which I think, I think is a bit rich coming from, from Bruce Willis to be fair. Okay.
0: Yeah, but Considering although the
1: stuff he does these days.
0: Well, I was just about to say, although Bruce Willis has done a bunch of crap recently, there's there's crap, and then there's next level shite.
1: Right. So Michael Bay thinks Armageddon is his worst film.
0: Well, he's wrong.
1: Well, yeah, well, he probably is now. I mean, you know, he said that in 2013. I mean, okay. you know. so here's my mega fact. Are you ready? Mega fact.
0: I thought. That- I thought that was your main fact. This this is
1: building up. So this is a mega fact. So Bruce Willis came to the film after he decided a comedy that he was filming called Broadway Brawler, which does sound pretty shit, could not Mm. be salvaged. It's pretty mad, isn't it? That a film just, you know, they kind of finish it so shit. Uh, And sought (laughs) a way to exit the project. So Disney's then head, Joe Roth, worked out a deal where Willis would star... In Armageddon and two future films for the studio, and in exchange, Disney would absorb the failed project's cost as an advance against his salary. The two films Willis later made under this deal were The Sixth Sense and Unbreakable. Oh, that's cool! That's pretty
0: good. That's good. That's
1: Mega pretty cool. fact,
0: and that's uh leading to Glass now, the yeah, follow up, right. which so, combines those with uh, what was the other one with? James McAvoy? Oh, uh, split. Split. Yeah. Split personality. Okay. Here's the <laughs> only one split? I've done any research on.
1: Can I, can I just, I've, I've really got no. one more, one more Bruce Willis thing, please. Oh, Jesus. You'll, you'll like it. You'll right. Like can
0: it. you just cut that out? Cause it sounds retarded
1: when I say, can we look at this? And you're like,
0: no, I've still not finished.
1: <laughs> I know, but it, it's good. Can I just, can I just give you a quick... so Bruce Willis was given a second trailer Housed a full working gym at an estimated cost of one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. It was reportedly never used. <laughs> there you go.
0: Yeah, like
1: one hundred seventy-five thousand. Oh man, it's a lot, isn't it?
0: I mean, never Arnie had a gym every time he was on a set, but I think he presumably he probably smashed
1: them. it as well, didn't he? Used it.
0: Yeah, I well, mean, Bruce Willis looks like his. he didn't. Bruce Willis looked like he never used a gym, even when he was on uh, Die Hard.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he just looked like a bloke. <laughs> yeah, just normal, normal bloke. You know, normal lad. I mean, it's the same as just getting a gym membership and never using it. He was just like, you know, wanted that feeling of never using a gym. I
0: mean, yeah, I'm always dropping 175k and not using it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, uh, where
1: are you going now? What's your next bit?
0: Mine, I don't have a next bet. it's all been your bets, mate
1: alright well tell me about The Taron Inferno because I know you really want to talk about that one
0: it's the, it's the only one I've got anything on alright right, well I really. want you
1: to I want you to to go for it
0: so rewind all the way back from this 1990s crap and, and look at where the core of the disaster movie really began and it's The and Towering Inferno he's not talking Inferno. about
1: the film The Core
0: no because that was 90s wasn't it
1: yeah it was yeah so towering Irre- inferno, Ir-
0: irrelevant. <laughs> uh, okay, official synopsis then: At the opening party of a colossal but poorly constructed office building, a massive fire breaks out that threatens to destroy the tower and everyone in it. I'm going to
1: destroy you. <laughs> just, I like how these things, just these natural disasters, are like coming out with all these mad threats. Yeah, maybe Danny Dyer could do like a, uh, you know, some kind of documentary on it. Danny Dyer's most threatening disasters.
0: Well, it's like in I'm here to meet a tsunami
1: who reckons he's going to take out all of Japan.
0: It's like in Ghostbusters too when they start shouting at the ooze. No,
1: but um, that's because they're because the ooze makes them angry, Ian.
0: It does, yeah. But just imagine Danny Dyer shouting at a fire like you fucking massive fire. Oh fuck! And actually, not.
1: No, it's going a bit tasty around here. Better leave. It's going a bit <laughs> hot.
0: He's not helping the fire. Uh, safety services at all. He's just shouting at things like a cat up a tree. Yeah. Uh okay, so this stars Paul Newman of uh Newman's own um special salad dressings. Yeah. And uh Steve McQueen. Not the director of Twelve Years a Slave, but the original Steve McQueen. Okay. Steve um, McQueen won. So this has Origins. got um, it's got a little bit of uh an issue with the two of them kind of both liking each other and getting on with each other, but having this whole sort of angst about who the bigger star was.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. Um, okay yeah.
0: So it's interesting, when you look at the poster, the poster that I'm looking at here has uh, Steve McQueen, the fire chief, slightly lower down, and Paul Newman, the architect, slightly higher up. But the thing is, the fire chief, Steve McQueen, is on the left. So if you're reading from left to right, then you see him first, but if you're reading from top to bottom, you see Paul Newman first, and the same thing, which is uh has been used quite a few times in films at this point in time, is used in the film so when you actually see their names coming down, Stephen Queen's on the left and paul Newman's on the right but paul newman's much higher up and it's um it's called horizontal billing I think um, okay. and basically it was it was made so that um so Steve McQueen was originally offered the role of the architect um, but actually Paul Newman took that role because Steve McQueen decided that he wanted to be in the latter half of the movie and have more lines because they'd organised a contract where they split the lines exactly down the middle so they both had exactly the same amount to say but when they occupied the same screen space later on basically Steve McQueen looked like he was coming out on top all the time because there were no lines left for Paul Newman to (laughs) say back to him so it always like he was slightly better off. But actually that's that's like a trivia fact that I've looked up today. And well, watching the film, I actually thought that really Paul Newman comes out looking better. Like he's the more he's at the forefront of the film and he's in it more he's he's in it from the start, you're in his story, you know all about him, and um really I feel like Steve McQueen's pretty marginalized, he's just a fire chief who kind of turns up and helps out.
1: Just like, you know, fucking put it out then in it.
0: Yeah, a bit like that. Yeah. He's very practical, whereas the architect's an artist as well. But the thing is, the architect—he's downstairs. He's getting inside like fuse boxes, going, "This isn't right," and then fixing things, doing things that basically the engineers who are paid to do that job seemingly can't yeah. do on their he's own. Get,
1: he's getting his hands dirty. You know, he's mucking in
0: in in a way that's quite implausible. Yeah. Um, the other thing as well is interestingly. He's about fifty in this film, I think forty-nine or fifty, and Stephen McQueen's about forty-five. So two leading men are already knocking on back in nineteen seventy-four. Okay. Um, that it had a young O.J. Simpson in it uh, with a massive okay. afro, uh-huh. but also he saves a cat from a room, which I thought you might like.
1: Yeah, I'd be. Yeah, that sounds good. Um,
0: so the cat's left in the room and, and uh, he actually goes up trying to find the family and they've already left but for some reason they forgot about their cat
1: maybe so the I don't cat think just they really... didn't want to you know you can't always get a cat to do what you want it to do well you just may have wanted and hid or something it's like nah You know, if, you, if a cat knows that you're going to go and pick it up or you're going to go and take it somewhere it invariably buggers off somewhere it makes it very True. hard. Whereas a dog is like, "Where you going? Where you going? I'm going to come with you. I'm going to come with you." Cats just yeah. like, "Hey, I'm going to go, go into the bed." More than
0: likely, the dog coming down this burning inferno would have like fallen to its death, whereas the cat could have quite nimbly walked its way down. And talking about walking its way down, there's a broken staircase in it that um, Paul Newman did his own stunts on when he was um, what, like clambering on a up and down it. Now on a skateboard, he's grinding, <laughs> grinding the poles. Um, yeah so a uh, little bit more about it it's a little bit brutal as well like there's quite yeah. a lot of people that just fall to their death or like burn in flames yeah um, which I don't know See, like for a film in 1974 with these actors seemed quite full on like mm-hmm. there's there's one bit where there's um, a couple who are up in a room and it's quite Garth Moringa, they're like hey hey let's get it on <laughs> and um it's getting then hot
1: in here
0: they're shown later with their clothes off but they're kind of finished doing the deed <laughs> Um, yeah. By the way, in sex and nudity on IMDb, it says two incidences of implied sexual intercourse, Okay. Um, and one <laughs> woman is shown wearing only her man, shirt. And a man is
1: chucking some like tissue into a bin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, somewhere. well he's either got uh, he's either had a bit too much cat dander, or he may have had sexual intercourse.
0: Sure. those are the only two things that could yeah. have happened when a man puts a tissue in a bin sure um, but yeah so after the intercourse pr- has uh, uh, happened presu- presumably yeah. presumably, yeah. Um, a woman is shown only wearing a shirt and panties um, <laughs> but then idiot boy who she's just been with yeah. um, has pulled out all the phone wires because he didn't want to be disturbed
1: right okay
0: so they can't get hold of downstairs when they realize there's a fire, so he goes off trying to um, trying to get to safety. so he puts a wet towel over his head, yeah. he runs out of the room, yep. and you think he's going to make it through to some sort of door and then find his way down to help. But no, he just burns alive.
1: Oh, right, okay.
0: Um, and then she goes out shortly afterwards trying to make her own way, but she doesn't even put other clothes on. She's just out in her shirt and pants, which seems inappropriate in a burning building.:
1: And does she um, also perish?:
0: she doesn't burn alive quite the same way, but she jumps out of a window with her shirt on fire and then falls to her death. So there's a lot of that that's quite like, full Graphic. on,
1: really. Yeah, like, ooh, yeah. Uh,
0: a woman falls 65 stories to her death while her hair and clothes are burning. <sighs> several men fall 135 floors off a breeches boy.
1: Hold on, this feels like my movie idea, Raining Men.
0: A little bit, yeah. There are only several, though, not thousands. Okay, hundreds um, of thousands. So that's, that's kind of it, really. Like, Basically, um, it all ends with um, uh, basically taking people out of the building on a sort of pulley system with what's right. referred to here as a breeches boy, but actually it's just like breeches boys where you like step into a pair of special trousers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not like, but, like tight leather leggings.
0: Well, no, they're just these mad big trousers that are on a pulley and you jump in and then they take you to safety. On a okay. pulley, but it's not that at all. It's like a little, it's like a little metal cage that people get in, and lots of people fall off it. Okay. Um, many gentlemen in tuxedos are seen running, torched at their back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the back. Also, th- this has got um, Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire plays a part in it. He's the one, so he befriends the lady who ultimately dies, um, who had the cat. But O.J. Oh. Simpson gives him the cat at the end, so at least you know the cat's
1: gone
0: nice guy OJ you know you know how he turned out Um, but he gives he gives the cat to I mean I think the cat's in safe hands with Fred Astaire Fred Astaire will just do some dancing with the cat afterwards Um, so that's kind of it really uh, there were a few more parents guide bits that are yeah sure you
1: know I think it's time to wrap up but um, I just wanted to have a couple of quick mentions for Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich who did uh, films like 2012, Independence Day and uh, Day After Tomorrow which was a this is mad, that's the one with the ice age in, you know, across the world it's just, you know, absolutely mental. Jake Gyllenhaal Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah um, I had a, an IMD back, IMDb fact here um, well it's actually also known as in Italy The Day After Tomorrow, colon dawn of the next day it's kind of like saying the same thing twice isn't it mm,
0: maybe it's it like... implied that there was a zombie element to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and they were hoping to get the Italians
1: more excited for it so here, here's my favourite, we can end now but I just want to give you my favourite uh, two facts about the day after tomorrow number one during the filming of the tsunami scene, Jake Gyllenhaal needed to use the restroom very badly. So he went in the water tank. Fine. Okay. So, you know, just when you're watching that film again and you see the tsunami coming down the street and everyone's running away from it, just remember...
0: They're all surrounded a by Jake Gyllenhaal's uh,
1: piss. <laughs> it's got a little bit of Jake Gyllenhaal's number one in there as well. Maybe number three. <laughs> Certainly number two. Um, so here's my favourite uh, Day After Tomorrow fact. I love this one. So South Park creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone managed to get their hands on a copy of this film's script during its pre-production. The two plan to secretly shoot the f- same film with the same lines uh, with puppets instead of actors word for word and release it on the same day. <laughs> The duo abandoned these plans after their lawyer convinced them that such a film would never get released, but I just think, I just love it.
0: Team America ah, did So exist.
1: good. It's so good.
0: Um, I tried to watch Noah as a sort of arty version of the disaster film, but you know what, I spent an hour and 10 minutes watching it and it's still not gotten to the bit with a mad storm. Okay. Um, and actually... Doesn't really feel that much like a Darren Aronofsky film, and so far Russell Crowe's not been great. So, you know. and
1: is um, Ray Winstone in it?
0: Yeah, you mean Ray Winstone?
1: Yeah, and is he how Cockney? Is he in? Is he in it? Ah, he's fucking angry. You want two fucking snakes, two fucking lions, two fucking <laughs> giraffes? Giraffe? G- You're having a giraffe. <laughs> Is that Actually. what you see? Is he going around making like animal puns? Yeah. You're having a giraffe. Um, Literally. No, he's
0: going about You're saying having we're, two. Going, we're going to make swords in
1: that. All right. He's that man, is he?
0: Yeah. And he's got a sort of double beard sort of thing. There's one. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't have two beards getting on the boat. He's just got a beard that's sort of split in two. <laughs> okay. Um...
1: <laughs> we
0: need two beards on the boat two moustaches <laughs> two soul patches um, but there's this one scene in it that's the only bit that really reminds me that it's Darren Aronofsky film where there are two doves flying over like various different sort of landscapes okay. and it just looks shit like it looks like really low quality and this only came out like two or three years ago but like, the execution is really poor um, on that particular bit the rest of it looks you know as you'd expect really like a big budget sort of disaster film but anyway shall we finish off yes please okay well if you'd like to hear more of this unplanned uh, nonsense then you can go back and listen to everything that we've done before a year and a bit's worth of it in fact Um, and yeah you can do that by going to iTunes you can go back through all the different episodes on there or you can find us on SoundCloud forward slash guys on film Um, and also we're on facebook.com forward slash guys on film and you can check out the links to all the various different episodes on there so do that it's it's a good laugh it's great yeah you can tell that I've been loving it so much
1: yeah and if you've got any suggestions for episodes because this this one actually came from a suggestion so um you know from a listener so you know if you've got any suggestions then let us know you don't
0: don't want to give credit do you No?
1: no yeah it's uh, from Claire Skates, uh, a newer listener, but also uh, feel like really enjoying it. So, that's okay. yeah, good. So, there you go. That's good, it, it, Claire,
0: tell you Claire. what, grab somebody by their by their shoulders and say, you should listen to this podcast um, and tell them about the podcast and then tell them to do the same thing. Yeah. That would be... I mean, actually, now, I complained last week that you were telling people to go and physically... Touch other people. I feel like I've just
1: done the same thing now. And on that bombshell. Backtrack. Yeah. Bye. Bye. And now I'm gonna put in the sound of the camel that we Yeah.
0: Oh, you mean the sound of wind?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> camel wind. <laughs> I'll do that again, that might be a nice sweetener to put in it. One more.
0: It's it's my version of the intro to um Call of Cthulhu. There
1: you go.